0: Ladies and
1: gentlemen, welcome to the Night Football Podcast.
2: This is episode one twenty-three. I'm here with James Noka. And we are here to talk about knives and such.
1: <laughs> all that good stuff. You're supposed yeah. to say and children of all ages. Hell yes. Oh, no. <laughs> well, actually not <laughs>
2: this really probably isn't the show for kids, to be honest.
1: All no, right. yep, that is true. Yeah. This should be PG thirteen.
2: Yeah. I mean, we don't say anything too bad, but it is about knives and guns and such yep. and Yep, yep. You
1: know. Yep. Yapper. So, uh today is the 16th of November and it is the second day of Michigan deer rifle season.
3: Yeah,
2: I haven't heard any shots.
1: No, I went out uh I went out yesterday for a for a pretty good a pretty good bit. Um I saw one set of track, it was mushy, it was like 38 degrees, and so all the snow that we got over the weekend was all melting, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and uh, very, very quiet in the woods, there was no wind or nothing, but it was, things were melting, and uh, like I said, one set of tracks, that's it, I heard like three shots off in the distance, far away, and... uh, but nothing close, nothing, didn't seem like anything moving, this yeah. morning is day two, and I, again, heard virtually no shots, um, I've been hunting with, I, I found a new, um, uh, last year, I guess it was, I, I picked up a, uh, a Ruger Scout rifle,
3: uh, yeah,
1: in, in 7.62, and man, I really, really like that rifle, um, I've got a... It's got a long eye relief scope on it, which uh, I think it's a four-power scope,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, out to 100 yards, it's a real nice... You know, it's not, not something that you'd want to... With the scope setup I have, I don't think you'd want to take it, like, out west or do any, like, 300-yard... I mean, although you probably could do a 300-yard shot with it if you were had a good rest, but... Um, I don't think it's it's really handy for that. What it's really handy for is somewhere you, where you've got inwards of a 100-yard shot, mm-hmm. somewhere where you're doing a bunch of walking. Yeah. Uh, because it's a it, it's a um, – I have that Rhodesian sling on it, and it's really, really good. It pops up real nice. It, uh, very quick. 16-and-a-half-inch um, barrel. So you're you're you losing some muzzle energy or muzzle velocity, um. But I think a very very good uh, deer rifle for Michigan.
2: Yeah, I mean um, all the shots in Michigan are going to be pretty damn close. They're going to be right, right up in front of you, maybe a hundred yards if you're lucky. You right. Know?
1: Well, and unless you're hunting farm farmland, um, farmland, we used to get some pretty good shots hunting farmland, but uh, for. But the typical Michigan woods or, or woods clearing type arrangement, you're lucky to get 100 yards. You're right.
2: Yeah. I, that's why I think, you know, 30-30 or yep. I I would just hunt with open sights here um, yeah. and not even think twice about
1: it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, like I said, if that, that long eye relief four-power scope, it's like a pistol scope, you know. you that It's way away from your face. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of nice. So you can kind of take in the surroundings. Plus you got a, a scope to designate your shot. Really nice. And
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's pretty, pretty sweet rifle. Pretty sweet rifle. It's a threaded barrel. You can put a can on it, which nice. is kind of cool. Yep. Yeah. So I was out wandering around yesterday, and and today I'm uh, uh, starting my quest to get ready for the epic Thanksgiving.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: it's so uh, we are
1: we are up to we are up to twenty four people.
2: Jesus Christ,
1: twenty four people! I, I think we're going to be turning bar stools. I, I don't know. I don't. To be honest, I don't even know how we're going to seat everybody. Um, well, Kathy is thinking that we probably are going to end up having two separate tables. Um, which is a possibility. We're going to use the dining room for a place to do the food. To, yeah, to, everybody to walk through and dish spread. up. Yeah. Yep, yep, exactly. And uh, so that'll be pretty good. I It'll be fun. We'll have a good time. Yeah. Uh, we are going to do three turkeys. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to do one in the smoker.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm going to do one in my roaster. Mm-hmm. And we're going to deep fry one. Yep. A- and Kathy wants to know exactly what you need for your epic gravy.
2: Uh, I'll get it. I'll just bring it up. You yeah, sure? yeah, because um, okay. I, I get certain stuff, but then, uh,
3: okay.
2: yeah, so my Thanksgiving is a little fucked up. Um, I'll be what? there, I'll, I'm, yep. I'm absolutely coming, but here's the thing yep. like, I'm on call the night before, uh huh, which means I can't leave here until 7 a.m. Um,
0: uh-huh.
2: So I'm gonna, it, but it's only four hours up to your place, four hours and ten right. minutes. So I'm gonna right. drive like hell, uh, make the gravy as soon as I get there. Um, cause that doesn't take long at all. And then, uh, the next day they have me, uh, with a full clinic. (laughs) So I have to drive back that night. (laughs) Are you shitting me? No, but it's okay. Yeah. Cause the whole, the next week I'm off, I'm playing drums. So I'll, I'll just do one big push and have a good book on tape. But, uh, yeah. So that's, so that's what's up um
1: so so we're gonna so we're gonna be dealing with three different turkeys
0: Mm -hmm.
1: three i'm kind of thinking there might be three different carving techniques i'm not sure of that yet um so you're not gonna be even be around to be the do the uh what the hell did you call that the turkey picking
2: yeah yeah no somebody else is gonna have to pick it this year uh so if if people don't know what that means like there's a a huge tradition in a, my family. Like you take once everybody's eating their stuff, and like there's the carcass. Well, like so the first time I go up to gyms, there's like four carcasses, and they're like <laughs> thinking they're gonna chuck them in the garbage. I'm like, yeah, no. And they're like, well, well, what do you mean? And I'm like, you gotta pick them. And so like you just sit down at the table with a big cookie sheet. And you just pick all the meat that that doesn't easily slice off the bone, and you'll have like a couple pounds of turkey by the time you're done with it. You know, it's, it's and a lot of times a lot more than a couple pounds of turkey, depending on who's yeah. cutting it. You know, and so I mean, how am I supposed to have turkey casserole if I don't have pickings, You know.
1: So, well, it'll be it'll be interesting too this year with the turkey pickins because it'll like I said it'll be three different styles of of turkey
3: yeah
1: um now it's interesting i i spoke with a fellow the other day our uh hardware store on the edge of petoskey has got all these high-end smokers and um the they have an egg but it's not the green egg they have the one that's made in america
3: yeah
2: the komodo joe i can't
1: think of the name yeah yep yep that one yeah what you ended up with or did you get a green egg
2: I, i have the green egg
1: yeah so, uh, so, we're talking about a lot of different stuff, you know, and I said, you know, I, I, I've I, never done a turkey in the smoker. Um, and he, this guy is a, kind of interesting because he's like one of these fellas that you can tell that he loves to eat because he's, you know, probably 50 pounds overweight. Mm. And uh, you can just tell, by the way, when you start mentioning food, he starts salivating and you start talking <laughs> about barbecue and and you know his his tongue starts he starts drooling and so i'm i was in there getting parts for my saw and uh i broke this little gizmo off my my big saw and uh is this I'm, the place go, where the
2: guys in the witness protection program yeah. <laughs> not anymore oh
1: <laughs> they caught up with them
2: yeah they must have
1: <laughs> um no they they uh um this is the one in town. This is the one in Petoskey. Okay. So, so I get I get the parts coming. I'm wandering out, and I notice a stone a, a, a pizza oven. One of these stainless steel little pizza ovens. It runs off of wood chips and
3: yeah, pellets. yeah. I've seen
2: those.
1: So I'm I'm kind of intrigued by it, you know. And this fellow comes up and he starts. You touch it, you buy it, you know, da da da, that kind of stuff. And I we started laughing and. And I'm kind of intrigued by it. We've been talking about it. I built one in the past. I took it apart now, but um, and I, and I actually like like it, like mm-hmm. wood-fired pizza. I like making the that that whole you know doing that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you've never had wood-fired pizza, it's really quite good. It's a little different than your typical pizza. Um, Usually it's more of an individual thing.
2: Yeah, you don't make anything bigger than like say ten, twelve inches. Right, right, yeah.
1: exactly. And a lot of times they are long and narrow and but anyways, so uh it's things like four hundred bucks. And you it I don't know how hot it would get with uh with wood pellets and wood chips because I I burned regular like sticks in mine. Mm-hmm. And uh so then we moved on to the smokers, and we moved on, and they have, like, a Traeger, and they have the, the Komodo Joe eggs, and they have a regular old um, uh, pit barbecue, old-fashioned pit barbecue with a, with a burner on one side and then the pit yeah, on yeah, the other side. Yeah, Which, if you are if you live in the North Country, they look really cool, but they're totally not... You can't use them in the wintertime at all. Yeah. Because they, it's, it's, it it's takes too much... Uh, they have to have too much fire to keep them up to two hundred degrees.
2: Right, and by the time by the time the heat gets to the smokestack side of the cooker, it's like a hundred degrees over there.
1: Right, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So they don't they don't work really good in the summertime. They people use them up here, but if you if you want to smoke anything in the wintertime you can't use it.
2: Yeah, you need a barrel cooker.
1: Yep, yep. So um so we went from you know then Traeger makes one that's completely insulated. It's literally made for the North Country, mm-hmm. uh, so that's kind of handy. My, I have a little electric smoker, and it's, it's, it's. Uh, I mean, I have a pit smoker too, but I have a, I have an electric smoker that's insulated, and it works pretty well in the wintertime.
3: Yeah, uh, I so used that's, mine that's yesterday.
1: Gonna, yeah, that's what I'm going to put in the. Um, that's what I'm going to put the turkey in. Yeah. So, uh, but it was it was kind of interesting because he said, you know, I, I said I read online where. You have to have 160 degrees in the thigh, and and the thing that I was reading said it's going to be about 12 hours
2: on a smoker. And he looked at
1: me, yeah, he looked at me kind of funny and he said, "No way." He said, "Don't do it for 12 hours." He said, "He said I'm thinking." He said, "Normally, he said, I do a lot of turkeys." He said, "Like six hours would be the, the yeah the longest." Yeah, exactly. He, he said, "It's going to be. It's not going to be that long." So I was like, "Oh, okay." So I thought that was kind of interesting that you know he was like no no he says I do a lot of turkeys on an electric smoker and he said it does not take that long. No, it's uh-huh. yeah.
2: So even yeah, it's 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 really not. Um, I I like to get it up a little bit over one sixty. Yeah. Um, because you're still kind of I don't know, but anyway, I'll so let what, you decide that. What
1: temperature? That. Well, what temperature do you run your smoker at? Like two two ten?
2: No. Um. A little warmer yeah to the lowest i'll ever run a smoker is 225. uh and it, okay. it depends on how much time i have because a different i mean almost all the time and i hate to admit it but like um there's this guy franklin in austin that runs franklin's barbecue which is literally god tier barbecue and he he runs his pits at 275. uh-huh you know and so i I honestly I've kind of been gravitating towards running at about 275 because unless I'm going to do like an overnight pork belly or not pork belly pork shoulder or something you know in that case put it on 225 come back in the morning you know but like
1: what's interesting I I've always heard and this is what stopped me from doing so every I mean if you don't know this people the 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 holy grail of great barbecue is not pork butts. We love pork butts. We love pork ribs. We love a lot of pork stuff. But the holy grail of good barbecue is a beef brisket.
3: Well, yeah. I mean, it it wasn't always that way.
1: Well, no, no, no. It's the hardest. It's the hardest thing to to do right. Because if you don't do it right, it's shoe leather.
3: Yeah,
0: well, so you know, so what
2: people need to do is they need to go on YouTube and look up Franklin's barbecue and just do what he does. because, And, and mm-hmm. I, I do it the way he does it, and my brisket is literally to die for. It's perfect, yeah. it's juicy, and what, what he does is he lets it get up to um, the stall, which is uh, 165, then he takes it out, he wraps it in butcher paper and puts it back in. And then oh. lets it come up to 203, wrapped in the butcher paper. Then he takes it out and he puts it in a cooler, not a cold cooler, but just a cooler, and lets it rest for a couple hours in there before slicing it. And it's, I mean, I've I've made this brisket for people, and they uniformly people shit their pants immediately upon <laughs> taking a bite. It's it, and it's really his his method is the way to do it. You know. I, for brisket, um, one of the things that I really like in a brisket is the smoke ring, and mm-hmm. I cannot get that in an electric smoker.
1: Uh,
3: you know, so well, that, I'm, I'm halfway what...
2: thinking of of getting a a smoker. I'll tell you about in a minute, but like, you know, for for that for brisket, you, you know, you're you're spending fifty to a hundred dollars on a brisket, mm-hmm. and. You know, I want it to turn out like perfect. I don't want to blow a hundred dollars on brisket and not. I mean, it's still going to taste the same, but I like it to look a certain way. And and the other thing on an electric smoker is you don't quite get the bark that you do on a a regular smoker. Because, but so anyway. Well, I
1: think it's. I think what's interesting is that. I think what you want to do, and, and listen, I'm not. I don't. I haven't. I have not done a brisket, and uh-huh. this is the reason why, because I hear all these horror stories about, you know, you got to do this, you got to do that, you got to do this, got to do that. And and while all of these guys will have their little special secrets, there's shit that they don't tell you.
3: Yeah, except, I mean, I,
1: no, I this care.
2: Franklin's, dude. <laughs> like, seriously, if you follow that Franklin's thing to the T, it'll be the best damn brisket you've ever had in your life. All right. And it's, you have to wrap it in, and I, and I was skeptical because I've had trouble off and on with brisket before myself, you know, but I think. See, so,
1: some guys will say you got to put it up to, when you start out, before when you start uh, your smoke, your temperature has to be like two, at least 225 for the first hour or two hours. Yeah. Because that, because that will kill any kind of bacteria that's on the, that's on the meat.
3: Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, then, just being in there for that long is gonna really.
1: And then, yeah. And then uh and then they're saying lower the temp most people are saying lower your temperature down to 200 degrees and then let it go for 14 mm. hours.
2: Now, literally the best guy in the world at smoking brisket does it at 2- 275.
0: Interesting. Yeah, there's right. I, I
2: mean, I'm just not gonna I'm just not arguing with people anymore no, because I, it's I, like I'm, Like I said, I don't know. Yeah, well, no, I know, because I've eaten Franklin's barbecue, and it's fantastic, and so I'm like, well, what the hell is this guy doing? And he's got a YouTube channel, and he puts everything on there, like even how to make his sauce and stuff, and I've had the brisket from his restaurant, and then I've made the brisket from the YouTube video, it's the same. Okay. And, like, I'm just not going to argue with people about brisket anymore, because there's... a literally the best guy in the world shows you how to do it and there's there's really no secret it's salt and pepper right that he you put on the brisket and you throw the thing in there with the fat end closest to the fire you know the, the thicker portion of the brisket closest to the fire so that that absorbs the heat because you don't want it on the thinner part of that brisket and he does it until it hits uh 165 he takes it out wraps it in butcher paper and lets it go up to 203 and then he rests it for so, two hours and cuts it it's it's literally that simple and it's perfect
1: so his so his youtube is uh, barbecue bbq with franklin
2: that's that's the guy and if you follow his okay. brisket recipe i'm telling you it's if you follow what he's doing and you do exactly what he shows and you actually go to the trouble to buy actual butcher paper and you don't try to cheap shit like it's it's fantastic that Now, when you say
1: butcher paper you're saying the paper that that's got the wax on it no it's the 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 unwaxed
2: brown butcher paper you can buy it from amazon and it comes in huge Mm -hmm. rolls and i okay so i i bought a couple rolls of that and i use them for everything i use them to wrap, wrap sandwiches um i mean there's i use that butcher paper to serve like i'll put a cookie sheet out for and then put some some of that butcher paper in the bottom and just pile it with meat and people can eat off of that like it's uh yeah there's literally the best guy in the world at it shows you everything you need to know about it and like okay there's no witchcraft (coughs)
1: excuse me he's got a um he's got a turkey uh, so I will do that. Yeah, I will follow use his, his recipe.
2: Yeah, follow his method for turkey because I guarantee you it'll be the best turkey you've ever eaten. Okay. Yeah, he's that's if if he puts up a video on barbecue, that's how to do it. Okay. And uh, I'm trying to think. So I've been looking at different smokers, and this this kind of comes with a little bit of story. So Team Rubicon a lot of times has saw teams, chainsaw teams, to go in and clean up after storms and things like that. And uh, they, they're kind of headquartered out of um, the regional command centers in Dallas, Texas. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's this gas station chain down there, which is unlike anything you've ever seen. It's called Bucky's. Uh, and there, there must be 100 gas pumps. And mm-hmm. the store itself is as big as a Walmart. It's a convenience store and you can buy food in there and jerky and all this crap. Well, Bucky's is a beaver. that's kind of their mascot. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the saw teams kept going into Bucky's and buying them out of like these beaver onesies. and it became kind of a meme with Team Rubicon is like if you're on the saw team, you have to have a beaver um, onesie. And so one time they went in and bought out Bucky's, and the manager came up and said, Hey, can I talk to you guys? You know, and they thought they were in all kinds of trouble. And uh, they said, Oh, uh, okay. And he goes, Will you guys take your picture in those onesies? Like, <laughs> and send it for promotion? Uh, so, anyway, this Bucky's, if if you're in Texas, you know what I'm talking about. It's the most amazing place ever. Well, so I was walking through Bucky's, and they have all kinds of stuff in there, not just what you'd expect, but they have this thing called a. Um, pit barrel cooker and I'll I'll give you a website here. I was looking at these and it's um, they're really well made and it's like a vertical smoker. Um, So it's pitbarrelcooker.com and it's a vertical barrel smoker only it's like an actual like barrel and something like that for winter is probably Going to be a little bit better because my first smoker was a vertical um, smoker from Charbroil, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but these uh, barrel pit um, smokers are really, I, I saw those in Bucky's and it's really high quality. So I've been thinking about that, but then, you know, I, I don't know how I would do a brisket in that because it's only 20, 22 and a half inches and it's round. Um, well, what's so, interesting
1: about that is it's not necessarily, uh, I mean, your egg would be probably yeah, you as could, effective as y- this, no?
2: Yeah. Um, the the issue is is having a fire burn that long. And once I get the t- temperature regulated on that egg, it'll hold it for a long time. But right. like a, a brisket's going to take like 10 to 12 hours. And, and if you've got the big green egg... Um, there's an there's a clay insert that you can put in to um, make it an indirect cooking thing right. But the problem is is that how do you put more coals in? If you're doing so, so it'll thing, do a so six-hour cook no problem So like ribs and stuff. It's perfect on there, but like right, you know a 10 12-hour cook. I don't know So um, with
1: this thing you get to lift it off of the off the charcoal. Yeah put it, yeah,
2: okay. that's that's typically how they work, um, but I think I'm just. I think I'd just resign myself to using a smoker in the summer, and get the real one, which is one of those offset pits. Um, yeah. In Texas, so, they don't use those. They use something that looks like a dumpster, and right. they and then there's a rack at the top that they put all the meat on, and then there's a there's a bed of coals at the bottom. So it's not even done yeah. indirect there. It's um, so yeah
1: so my buddy uh so this barrel thing is kind of interesting because it's very similar to what my buddy skinny dave does and he yeah. has a i'm trying to think of the cooker that he has He's well, brought I, it yeah he, he's brought it to yeah to he's WIP.
3: got yeah
2: he's got the same one that i that was the first smoker i ever had is the one right, that he uses right. and it's a it's a vertical smoker and there's a there's a place where you can put a water pan
0: exactly in, in the bottom. yeah
2: yeah so I I've smoked tons of stuff on there the problem yeah. with that with a round smoker like that is you you're gonna have not enough room to do a whole brisket in it right and you can, you can right. cut the brisket up and that's the same thing with the electric smoker um, the master built that I've got um, yeah. so I really don't have a perfect option for brisket well, right now
1: that one that the fellow was talking about in town that he thought was the best one for up mm-hmm. for the North Country mm-hmm. is the insulated trigger, mm-hmm. which is a long. It looks like a pit, mm-hmm. but instead of having a firebox on the side, it's got the where you add the um, pellets.
0: Yeah,
2: and those will make. I'm actually almost sold on that concept because they've well, come a long ways.
1: Right, and he and he was like, "That's the to me." He was saying to me, "This is the best setup because you've got you've got your controlled heat, you've got your your long burn time, you've got a big area that you can lay a brisket on." He said, "You could almost on the big one, you could almost do a whole pig on it." Yeah, it's that big. Yeah, you know? I'm, I'm so, almost
2: sold on that on on a pellet but smoker. That, but
1: that big one is like four grand, thirty five hundred. Yeah,
2: pounds. I'm I'm not paying that for it um
1: because I, I think you, you know. can buy you could buy a, a a pellet burner and you could you could probably make an insulated smoker that would you know yeah for a lot less money than that
2: well yeah and that's the thing like this franklin's he's also got a book and i've bought like three copies of it because i give them to people and i've sent one to germany and um but the uh he, he has plans in there for building a a smoker that's absolutely perfect you know yeah. you just have to be able to use a uh, cutter and be able to weld um, right. but honestly the, all of his smokers he just makes himself for the restaurant and right. it you know he has some video of inside the restaurant and I didn't see those dumpster pits I saw offset smokers you know and and i had an offset smoker for a long long time that i loved but then we were moving and i sold it um but you know that the thing with those offset smokers is you want to buy the heaviest gauge steel you can possibly find right
0: um and again like i said
1: like i said you have a you have a you have an insulation problem Mm -hmm. up here yeah and that's where the that's where the you know, all of those all of those big pits are all designed for like Texas, and I mean, if you look at even the ones they sell at like Home Depot, I mean, they sell. Um, I'm, I can't even remember all the names of them, but there was a lot of there's. Um, yeah, there's that. Oklahoma
2: Joe's. There's Oklahoma Joe's. Yeah.
1: There's, they have. Uh, um, New New Bransfeld. Yeah, uh, it, had one.
2: Yeah, and and you're in the cold weather. It's just not going to be satisfactory for you. Right.
1: Right. Right. And so you'd have to, so to have a, I mean, that's where a lot of, uh, a lot of people up here built smoke houses Mm -hmm. Um, and they, you know, they would cold smoke stuff and, uh, but they would end up building a pit out of brick Mm -hmm. and mortar.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's that's another way to do it.
1: That's a, that's not an uncommon thing to do up here.
2: Except the freeze thaw, fuck it up after half a dozen years but oh
1: well that was the other thing he said about the green egg he said the green egg most people leave them outside and he said and they collect moisture
2: mine's in an insulated garage so yeah and if it's not
1: careful if you're not careful with it he said they'll crack
2: yeah mine's in mine's indoors i i baby mine Mm -hmm. because that was my treat to myself after i had to have my neck surgery yeah um so i baby that thing and i love cooking on it but for a brisket, um, it's, yeah, the problem is the addition of more heat. But for other stuff, I mean, it's a great grill, and it's actually decent smoker for, you know, up to six, eight hours. But beyond that, you're really pushing the capabilities of it.
1: Yeah. Now, you know what you could do what? Is, is get one of those pit smokers like that, and uh, put uh, put a propane burner on the outside of it, on the underside of it, so that so that you can help maintain your heat on the inside.
2: Yeah, I you know honestly with an I mean I wouldn't put pit. I wouldn't put
1: pro I wouldn't put propane in the I would not put a burner inside no a a a, a smoker because you would. You smell that?
2: Yeah, well, you, you, you know, taste I
1: taste that propane.
2: With a with a properly built offset pit, I've never had an issue maintaining uh, good temperature.
1: Yeah. That that's yeah, never you been a barbecue an issue. when it's 20 below 0.
2: Well, yeah. So you got to wait till
1: it warms up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have a my my pit smoker that I have that's wood-fired. My my offset is not offset. It's underneath it.
2: Yeah. Some of them are like that.
1: Yeah, and uh, when I first got it, um, the 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 pit part is uh, stainless steel, and the um, the burner in it originally was tiny, and the guy made it for smoking fish. I can put six pork butts on it, mm-hmm. and when I first started using it, it was a I had to feed it wood every hour, so yeah. I literally had to be outside with it all the time to to maintain the heat in the summertime. So, I don't know, about 10 years ago, I had a guy build me a big um a big offset burner for it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And put it in place. And now, about every 4 hours I have to feed it with wood. Yeah. And it works it works phenomenal. It's great now. Um still, you know, it it uh I mean, typically you're going to be you're babysitting anyways. Yeah. For, you know, for uh that long and so i don't know i uh i've been pretty happy with that but for pork butts you can't it's pretty hard to beat the electrical
2: yeah exactly i mean it just you know, let you it just you put you,
1: it in you just shut it up and walk away and come
2: back the next day
1: <laughs> exactly that, that's what i love exactly. about
2: them but you know t- to do a you can kind of do a brisket in there it ends up pretty good but it's not near what it is in a real pit because of the you, smoke I ring. if
1: i wonder if you re reorganized that and turned it on its side put put the burner in a difference different, different no, orientation it, no
2: because it's there's something a smoke ring has to do with um the combustion of wood yeah you know it, it's some gas i think it's carbon monoxide that it gives off um that that gives you that ring um and you just you just won't get that in an electric smoker. You
1: know, now that now that I think about it, you're you're right. When 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 I use my pit, it it is a different it's a different bird when you're done. Yeah. Um,
2: well, and it'll it'll actually form a bark. Yeah. Where you won't exactly. you will. It's almost damned impossible to get a bark in an electric and smoker because it cause it, it's so, it stays so nice and humid. You know.
1: Right. Right. Uh, well, and that's what he was saying about the turkey. Yeah. He was saying that the turkey it'll be nice and hu- it'll be nice and moist. He said in in one of those smokers it'll be completely moist. Yeah. So
2: yeah, so I I I have cracked the code to pastrami. Oh yeah. This is a recent development since our last podcast. So I got okay for I don't know you know how you you open up YouTube and there's like all these suggestions right and mm-hmm. one of the suggestions had this gigantic. Sandwich on it and I was like, oh god. What's that? And I clicked on it was it
1: was it liver sausage?
2: No, it was from Katz's deli and it was a pastrami sandwich. So it's ah, it's rye and then so bottom bottom piece of rye uh, spicy brown mustard sliced pickles uh, Sometimes m- most times no, but so l- the pure version is bottom slice of bread Uh, Spicy mustard and nine ounces of pastrami and then top bread Right, and so I'm like damn how you know that looks so good But the times I've had pastrami before it's like chewy and it just it just doesn't do it for me unless you know You you spend big bucks for it, and I'm like well And one time I even tried to make pastrami and I just didn't like how it turned out well Okay, so I have cracked the code right so I went to Meyer and I bought uh, one of their ready-made corned beefs, which is cheating. Mm-hmm. You know, you could do it yourself, but I right. didn't have time. And you, you, ha- I let that uh, sit in uh, water overnight to get some of the salt out of it because if you're not going to boil it in water, it'll be too damn salty. So I let it sit overnight right. in water. I dried it off, and I just kinda of rubbed some yellow mustard on it and then a mix of uh, black pepper ground coriander uh, sugar and uh, garlic powder and rubbed that in and then you smoke it till it hits uh, hundred and sixty degrees but you're not done after that you take it and you steam it uh... for it takes me about an hour but you steam it up to 204 degrees and then you take that and you cool it down and I partially freeze it before I slice it because then it you get these nice strips that don't fall apart and I tell you what it is heavenly pastrami like it's not chewy it's perfect tasting Uh, and I made one of those sandwiches and just about died and so I, I made a few more pounds of it yesterday and i'm going to bring a pound up for thanksgiving for you so
1: so the so the difference for people don't know pastrami is kosher
2: well it's, right? it's corned beef that's smoked so kosher, right, kosher is it, is, but, has to do with how they slaughter the animal
1: right but it, oh i thought pastrami was uh was also um i thought pastrami was also typically kosher
2: yeah well typically yeah um it, you know like it, and kosher has to do when you're talking about meats with how they slaughter the animal um mm-hmm. and it also there are all kinds of kosher food rules um that apply to different things but basically it means it translates roughly to acceptable and they're you know so you're not going to get sick from it and um it doesn't violate any things that might creep you out you know and so mm-hmm. uh They, uh, but a lot of pastrami is kosher, but the difference between, so, you know, uh, corned beef. So like on your Reuben, um, the only difference between that and pastrami is pastrami is corned beef that's been rubbed in spices and then smoked. Yeah. And it's, oh my God, is it good? But it's that, it's that trick with steaming it. That I've, I found out that that's what they're doing to make it so perfect at places like Carnegie Deli, Katz's, and Manny's in New York. It's, there's a yeah. steaming step.
1: So I'm trying to think of the – uh, last time we were in New York, um, mm-hmm. we went to a deli in Times Square, not too far from Times Square. It might have been like a, maybe a block from Times Square. And they're famous for cheesecake – and for pastrami sandwiches. It's, it's going to be Katz's
2: to be like or Carnegie Deli. The
1: the, the best is supposed to be like the best uh place to yep. get It's Katz's it or Carnegie. It might have been Katz's. Yeah. So we went there and she had a Reuben and I had a pastrami sandwich and uh I tell you that w- that literally was the, probably the best pastrami I've ever had anywhere. Yeah.
2: Well, it, I I figured out what they're doing because they they actually have some if you look hard enough, you can find videos of them doing it and they'll describe, oh, you know, we do it this way and then this. And It's not all in one video, but if you piece together, it's kind of like the Zender's fried chicken thing. There's yeah. videos out there on how to do it, but it's not all in one video. They'll give you one little secret accidentally in some interview they're doing with somebody. and if you watch enough of it you can figure out the whole process but yeah it's 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 next level pastrami i mean it's so good um uh oh i i know one thing um you need to get uh for your fried turkey is you need to buy one of those big things of peanut oil right and you probably and it's not just a gallon jug it's like three or four of them like it oh, I takes, thought
1: you can buy those in five gallons yeah
2: containers. get get that but you better get on that because other people have the same idea right now and given that Thanksgiving is next week
1: so we can't use motor oil
2: well you could if you wanted but uh, <laughs> it, it, it'd be a different taste
1: yeah um, so um so it's kind of funny What? so at this time of year you know typically we're getting ready we're putting meat in the freezer we're we're getting ready for a long winter yeah and it's pretty exciting because now it's the 16th of november we have no snow on the ground yet we Mm -hmm. have very little i mean almost Mm -hmm. none so we're pretty happy about that so uh about two months ago my maybe three months ago my shrink wrap thing took a dump took a took a dump yep so i got a new one i did a bunch of looking around and i figured out what i wanted and and I wanted something. We do a lot of. I do a lot of uh, shrink wrapping and freezing. Yeah. Or vacuum packing and freezing. I guess. Yep. And uh, so I was wrestling back and forth between a uh, a chamber vacuum and uh, and just a regular shrink wrap. And the difference between the, that the two are a chamber. You don't. You don't need a. Um. You don't need special bags. You yeah. don't need special bagging material uh, to, to do it well they're usually about $100 more and and they're bigger and more cumbersome. And of course my wife was like, "No, you're not going to get something that's bigger and more cumbersome." <laughs> so she won out and I ended up with a with a really nice one called an a, it's an A100 Avid Armor. Okay. And works excellent. I was really happy about it, man. I've been shrink-wrapping all kinds of stuff.
2: Yeah, me too. In the last uh, well, so I did Yesterday, I did uh, five pounds of ham, um, f- you know, a couple corned beefs, and I put up some turkey last week. Uh, I'm, yep. I'm getting ready for the winter because I won't get that fresh deli stuff uh, smoked um, until probably spring again, so you got to put right. that up now.
1: Yep. So last week, my brand-new shrink wrapper or vacuum packer, started acting up oh no and i'm thinking oh this is crazy why is this going on right now after i did? you know so i uh i called the company and said hey leave a message because their customer service department is happens to be closed leave a message um uh, thursday and their their customer service is only open like from three from they're in, they're in Kansas City, so their customer service is open from like uh, 10 o'clock Central Time to 3 o'clock Central Time. But you can leave a message, you know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and, uh, I, and I'm like livid because I'm thinking nobody's there to answer the phone. They're not calling me back on Friday. They're not calling me back. They're not calling me back. I'm angry.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And... Um, Nobody likes me when I'm angry. My (laughs) wife says I'm a real dick when I'm angry. (laughs) (laughs) So, so finally, yesterday morning, um, I sent them a message on Facebook. And, of course, I was, uh, I was angry about something else also. So there was like two, two things that were just frying me all weekend long, frying, chapping my ass. Mm
0: -hmm. And, uh, so
1: basically, I told her what was going on, and she's like, you know, she's trying to answer me on the, on uh, Facebook Messenger, you know. And then she finally says, give me your phone number, I'll call you. So she calls me up, and she's really sweet, very helpful. We went through a, a couple different things, and she said, you know what? She said, uh, I'll, I'll get you one out today. She said, you should get it by Wednesday. When you get it, just package the other one back up and send it back to me. So I was pretty happy about that. Yeah, it's so we're nice. Like, good uh, customer know, like service. Nice, yeah, because they're, they're a mom and pop show. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm pretty sure that they're a mom and pop show, and uh, there's a lot of videos online um, on YouTube with them. And uh, like I said, the unit is pretty impressive, and right up until the time that it stopped working, which she said is something – said it's got to be something stupid, she said, because they're really quite simple inside. There's not a lot – not a lot to them, but what they what they do really nice is so most of the food saver stuff you got to like shove your bag in a certain yeah, a sensor, yeah, and you, if, you know it, it, and you can't
2: it'll fuck up every once in a while,
1: right? And you can't double you can't double seal a bag, you know. There's a lot of stuff you can't do with it. Uh, this this unit is not like that. You can mm-hmm. you can run a whole vacuum chamber with this thing. It's really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm real thrilled about that so that, that that's the first one that and so that was nice and smoothed over and uh I think I'll hold off on my rant uh, Oh, my I, one I have
2: some stuff to do <laughs> I, have, well, some, we, I we have, have some
0: rants
1: <laughs> yeah well i I got a funny one this morning uh oh. my wife comes out of the bathroom and she's got a mag my, one of my magazines and uh she's got it flipped over to um, a Falcon Even ad. And she looks at me and she said, "Did you know Falcon Even makes a knife for a woman? What?" And I said, "Well, years ago they did they made a, a WM and she said, "No, look at this." And there's a they've got and I, I went on their website this morning and I didn't see it, but apparently they've got a knife that was specifically designed for another knife that was specifically designed for a woman. The handle is is quite a bit smaller. You know, uh, you know, women's hands are considerably smaller than men's hands mm-hmm. uh, for the most part, um, and so that you know they can hold on to uh, uh, a, a modern knife, and they're typically too big for their hands. Mm-hmm. They don't, they can't grip them properly. They're not um, and. If they if they go back and they start handling antique knives, they'll find that they're more comfortable to them because the hands of men in the twenties are smaller than they are now. Yeah. Now if you if you if you look at a, a a marble's ideal from from the from that era, you'll find that their the handles are they're small. tiny. They're tiny. Yeah. Uh, and all of them are like that. So it's not just one company that did it, but all of them are like all the stack leather handle from the. 30s are small. And uh, so she said, so this knife is like specifically designed, they're marketing it for women. So that was kind of interesting because the WM, while they, I'm not sure officially it was the woman's model, Mm -hmm. but it is a WM and it's the only W that they used in anything. So...
2: Yeah, so I, I my my wife actually, I bought her a Falniven, um, little fixed blade. I think it's the F one or something, and she keeps it in her car. Um, mm-hmm. She really likes it. I for me, the handle was a little small, and and the sheath was right handed only, and no way to fix that. Yeah, so I just I just, it. I just right. gave it to her, uh, and she she really likes
1: it. Um, yeah, that was a that was a, uh, I well, the, and the funny part is that. That she was the one that noticed it, not me.
3: Yeah. The other thing,
1: the other (laughs) thing that she did, she did for me the other day was, so the there's a store in town. It's it's a uh, come here, dude, lay down. There's a store in town that uh, that is a consignment shop. That's a high end consignment shop. They have they have jewelry there. They have uh, a lot of like um, antique. Uh, decorating things for houses. And they have some personal effects. Sometimes they'll have old pocket watches or they'll have uh, clocks and all kinds of weird stuff. You never really know what they're going to have in there. Right. And uh, so she sends me a text message the other day and she said, hey, go into this store and look at this knife. And I was like, what? (laughs) She said... She said, they've got a case knife in there that I think you'd be interested in. She said, it's it's she said, look at it and tell me what you think of it. So I looked at it and they've got it marked as as quote unquote bone stag. And I'm looking at it going, well, that's not bone stag. That's real stag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a real stag handled knife. And it's older. But I and it's one. It's a model that I didn't recognize straight off,
0: hmm.
1: and uh, so I went in and looked at it, you know. And I, and the price was like, like really cheap. Mm-hmm. Like even even in the even in the case world, the Delrin handle knives are fifty bucks. Yeah, y- you know. I mean, that it's just uh, the way they are. And this guy was cheaper than that,
0: hmm. so
1: I ended up buying it because I didn't I didn't recognize the the pattern. And um, the pattern of it was called a humpback whittler.
2: Cool. I think I've and seen that made, pattern once, but
1: and they and they made a uh, apparently they made a humpback stockman also. So a humpback whittler and a hump, humpback stockman in India stag limited run of one thousand, and cool. it's uh and it was um made in 1996
2: yeah that's that's probably when i would have seen it um
1: and and it's got angle bolsters and it's numbered mine was 158 cool so i bought it i was like oh this is really cool i'm gonna buy this and uh it's got a it's got a very cool spear point blade it's got a it's got a uh If it wasn't for the spear point blade, I would say it had all Stockman blades on it because it's got a, uh, it's got a spay blade on it. Mm -hmm. And then, um, but it's really a cool knife. Yeah. Really, really a cool knife.
2: Nice find.
1: Yeah. Again, my wife found it, not me.
2: (laughs) Yeah. My wife doesn't (laughs) pay attention to stuff like that.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I was pretty thrilled. Well, she was looking for, she wanted me to buy something else for her, a big turkey plate. (laughs)
3: <laughs> oh,
2: okay so
1: i went in there and ended up buying a big turkey plate too so we're gonna have another for the antique because i said w- why do you need this she said because we're gonna make three turkeys this year <laughs> now we have two plates nice I'm like oh so we're gonna store this for the whole year till next year too right yeah and she started laughing yeah that's what we do
2: All right, so uh, I have a, a, a couple topics, and then uh, this one's going to have to be a little bit shorter, all right, this podcast, um, than some of them have been. The first, Can't be. The, the first thing is uh, I have a snowman update, but I haven't listened to it or edited it yet because it came by text, okay. and it kind of okay. slipped my mind. So I will get that edited, and we'll um, put it in the next show. Um, okay. The other thing is... is uh, one of my favorite candy bars of all times is the mars bar yeah i just love them okay but okay <laughs> so so anytime Where do you find them well they're hard to find um you, you'll find them off and on every few years you'll be able to find them at walmart mm-hmm. um but i haven't i haven't seen them in several years the closest thing to a mars bar is a snickers almond and it's pretty damn mm-hmm. close um but my favorite mm-hmm. is the the mars bar um well, so anytime Mars bars come in the news, I, I pay attention. Well, so <laughs> Mars, the company, uh, th- they own a bunch of different kinds of candy things and a uh, d- bunch of different kinds of candy, not just Mars bars, but that company has dis- has said now that it's going to be 100% zero emissions, including the supply chain to get to them, which includes farmers, Right. And and so I was I was with Gretchen in the car when I heard this and I go Gretchen you realize what zero emissions farming is right We had zero emissions cotton farming in this country for a long time <laughs> but it's it doesn't involve machinery it involves um something else <laughs> there's a way to do zero emissions farming well, but it's well, not you know going to be very fun
1: <laughs> what's what's fascinating i was having a discussion with somebody i'm not going to mention his name right and we were talking about americans not wanting to work and how we had these people that were coming over the border that were that really want to work, and they're all excited about working. And they're, and I said uh, they're excited about working because somebody is holding some fake papers for them. And the minute they don't work, guess what happens? They get kicked under the bus. So yeah, but they're getting paid and they're happy and they're. And I was like, I said they're slavery. They're slaves. I said I don't care how you cut that. If you are employing an illegal alien and holding some kind of fake paperwork for them that they don't have they're they slaves. Yeah, I mean, I we've, mean, I don't, we've I don't always had cut it
2: we've always had migrant workers and that's what a green card is for. You know, right. to, for for crops and things like that because it's seasonal work and they come and they work. They make their money for the year and they go home. You know. Yep.
1: Uh, it, well, it, some of them are here actually with a green card, and they go. They travel quite a bit. They'll yeah. go from California to Florida yeah. to Michigan to and harvesting crops, yep. and then they'll and then they'll make the rounds again. Sometimes they don't go home, but they send money home Western Union. Mm-hmm. Um, Which, if anybody that's, wants, that's to,
2: that's a, that's fine. They're doing it yeah. legally, you know. Yep. Like, there's nothing wrong with I know that. There was
1: there was some talk about. Uh, putting a tax on money sent to mexico to pay the for the wall
2: yeah i know and then and then talking about that and then like the next day mexico started enforcing its southern border
0: exactly exactly
2: (laughs) the very next day yeah all of a sudden they had troops on the border and they shut it down
1: (laughs) yeah so it it is fascinating because we have a you know we have an, an idea Of what slavery is and it requires a whip and shackles and you know because that's the slavery that was taught in school
2: yeah chattel slavery you know and it
1: was only one way it was only uh, people from Africa that were slaves but I tell you there's a lot of history that has nothing to do with black slaves
2: yeah, there was literally it has everything
1: to do with l- blacks having slaves. Well,
2: <laughs> literally up until uh, the 1800s in the U.S., and I think England started the trend rolling a little bit sooner, maybe in this sometime in the 1700s. Literally up until then, every society on earth had slaves. Yep. yep. L- literally every single one from from time immemorial. Well, the, Rom-
1: the Roman Empire. It was kind of interesting because the Roman Empire. Everybody that they conquered, their their country, all of their country became slaves. But what's fascinating about the Roman Empire, and it ended up being their demise, was over a period of time you could earn your freedom.
3: Yeah. So but- so
1: so a slave could be a slave for I don't know, and it was actually had a date, and after that date they became.
2: Roman Free. citizens, yeah.
1: Roman citizens. Well, when you're a Roman citizen, apparently you didn't have to work. <laughs> <laughs> and so, this and the state supported you. Well, what ended up happening was they kind of ran out of people to conquer.
3: Yeah, well.
1: You know, and everybody became Roman citizens, and nobody else was there to do the work. Oh, yeah. So, well. I mean, I, I think that's the short version of it, but but it was, it was kind of interesting, though, because it... I think a lot of people don't realize that that's what's going on is that we have a lot of people here that are that are working supposed to be having some kind of green card, but the reality of it is they're not in control of their destiny. It's not like they have the green card; it's somebody is holding the green card for them. Yeah, so you got some or some sort law of a J
2: one visa or something. You know, yeah. it, it's it's well, you got
1: yeah. you, you've got some kind of a, some law firm that has put together a package that you supply me with X number of people and we'll supply you with X number of green cards or whatever the visa documents are. And But we won't give them to the people. We'll give them to you because you're going to be the holder of that. Yeah. And you control the people with that paperwork. And so we don't know how much money they make. We don't know how much they get paid because that person goes to whoever he's contracting with and he says, "I'm going to provide you with this many people," and they're going to say, "Well, we're going to pay you a hundred dollars per person." And the guy says, "Okay, I'll take a hundred dollars per person."
2: And then he gives and them he fifty. And,
1: get, <laughs> and he gives them maybe twenty-five. Yeah. You know, it's it's like that all over. So, um, so my, I'm off on tangents all the time. And the other the other rant I had this last weekend that really chapped my ass was. I've been with a bank, the same bank for literally the year I graduated from high school was when I got my this account. Come here. And uh, so that's like f- 1977. So that's what, what is that? 45 years?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, or no. Anyways, it doesn't matter. It's a long time. It was before the, this bank changed its name. 10 years ago, uh, between 2010 and 2018. Now, mind you, I had my first ATM card with this company in 1977. So, um, 2010 to 2018. Apparently, they overcharge for using that card in off, uh, out of their network uh, ATM machines. They charge once for getting your money the second time for checking your balance. So literally, every time you stuck your card into a foreign ATM, and I mean foreign, one that's not... Right, yeah. They charged you for a balance, checking your balance, and withdrawing your money. Okay, so they're... And these banks are not everywhere up here. So we spent a lot. Maybe and and I'm going to throw out a figure there and uh, Kathy said it was way low cuz I was bitching about it at the time I said it was maybe 5 or 600 bucks and she said oh no way it's way more than that they did a class action lawsuit these damn attorneys and I would use the f-word <laughs> these freaking attorneys bring a class action lawsuit against this bank we can't... We're not involved with it. I guess we they sent us some no email, or some shit that looks like spam or junk mail, which, by the way, they send rebate checks that way. Um, they look like junk mail, so you end up throwing them out.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: that we could opt out if we wanted to, but, you know, nobody's going to pay attention to it. They settle with the bank... For I think it's six million dollars. Hm. Which is not a big settlement. I mean, you know, not a big settlement. Right. The insurance company pays it. Thirty five percent goes to the law firm.
2: Yeah, that's always the way it is.
1: And you know and the rest of it gets distributed amongst all of their customers. So I have I have two checking accounts. Our payout was
0: <laughs> right.
1: $2.03 per account.
0: <laughs>
1: Two freaking dollars and 3 cents. So 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 uh 4 dollars and 6 cents is what I am reimbursed. You you think that they would have said, "You know what? Reimburse those charges to these people that that over that you overcharged them." No, that wasn't part of it. Not only that, they deposit it directly into our account, and there's nothing we can do about it. Nothing. Yeah. Didn't sign anything. Didn't... Because I didn't sign... Because I didn't say, I'm going to opt out, I was automatically put in. Mm. And there's nothing I can do about it. So, guys... I say we start a holiday called National Us Lawyer in the Face Day. <laughs> because I am really tired of this kind of crap. Yeah. Um, you know, and I get it. You know, everybody needs a defense lawyer when they kill somebody, or <laughs> even if it's in self-defense.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's but a whole other topic.
1: That, yeah, but seriously, these guys had nothing better to do than go after an account, and the, the people that were hurt by it received nothing. Yeah. Nothing. So what good did that do? The judge should have said, you know what, that's not acceptable. How is that acceptable? Right. You know, I, yeah. I, I, I'm really annoyed. Yeah. I'm really annoyed. Well which leads, into, which leads into the latest thing. Have you been following any of the Kyle Rittenhouse stuff?
3: Uh
2: yes. Um I, I'm not super wanting to comment on that at the moment except to say that i was watching the closing arguments yesterday (laughs) and the the prosecutor said you don't have a right to defend yourself if you bring a gun (laughs) no he literally said exactly that and then he said that he said that uh uh well this was basically just a bar fight probably a lot of you have been in bar fights and like you know it's not appropriate to use a
1: a picture of the roadhouse
2: right and so but 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 here's the thing i guarantee you that that prosecutor has has had people thrown in jail for murder who were not armed because you can easily kill someone in a fight uh you can i i can tell you a thousand different ways to kill somebody with just your hands and I this can't. guy knows it, you know, so like and so basically what there's the whole prosecutor's thing was um, uh, she shouldn't have gone to the bar dressed um, provocatively um, and oh, she shouldn't gosh. have been raped. Number one, that's that was one part of their thing. And no, the other part she was, was
1: asking for. it. Yeah.
2: And then the other part of the, the thing was, well, you know. You should let yourself be beaten up and rely on the mercy hoop of the person who's beating you to death uh, to end the beating. You know, th- that's literally so, what their so what was, their argument was.
1: I was fascinated by the the amount of video that was there. Yeah, I I, I was fascinated by how many different angles they had from from private people. that yeah. were there that were. I don't believe when they were handed over to the to the courts, I don't believe that they thought it was going to get him off. Yeah. I think all of those people that shot videos that turned it in and got admitted to evidence really believed that this guy did something wrong. And, and all of the footage that I watched, I saw a kid, which... They dropped the weapons charges on it, so he, so that's he's out of that. So that was the one thing that they thought he might get convicted on was the fact that he had a, he brought a rifle out of state or he brought a rifle across the state line, which is like from one city to another. Well, I thought
2: borders didn't matter. <laughs> number yeah, one and number exactly. two literally exactly. he's it's 20 minutes away he right. he's he's literally a mile from the state line and his dad right. lived there and he worked there so yeah. y- you know but anyway i i kind of want to wait and see how all this shakes out before well, i Well, I know i'm gonna make a prediction
1: it. i i got a couple predictions today okay one let's of hear them it. he's gonna walk one of one of them he's gonna walk he's gonna be found not guilty I, I find it hard, and if he's not if he's not found not guilty, that there's going to be some serious appealing going on. Yeah, but well, they, they, it'll get I, tossed out I believe out that he will appeal. be he will be acquitted. I will believe he will be acquitted because what I saw was a kid that actually, um, that was actually being very considerate when he was when he was moving towards the police. I mean, he was carrying his rifle down.
2: He didn't Part even have his hands on it, the gun. It was on a slinger on his, his neck. back. Yeah, I was
1: just gonna say half the a lot of the time it was on his back. Um, he was not pointing that weapon at anybody. That was not a threat. And I mean, and the, when he was on his back, that one fellow was standing there, had a Glock in his hand. And the thing that's fascinating is the fact that. If you didn't watch those videos, you wouldn't have known that those two guys that he shot weren't or three guys that he shot weren't black.
3: Well,
2: anyway, yeah, I I I, I want to see how it guys. shakes out, but here here's my prediction. Uh they're not going to find him guilty on the main charges. They're going to find him guilty on the bargained-in charges and he's going to go to jail. Um because no. it because of the
1: What bargained what bargained in charge? charges they added they, a bunch they, of
2: charges at the end that were lesser charges so they charged I him that with was, the, got ruled out. no 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 every single count has a lesser charge that they can um that they well, can that convict that was of over, instead now but so i think i think he's gonna get it on at least what, like one
1: reckless of, endangerment what, I mean, no, what no 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 not they possibly... that they're
2: gonna find him instead of like first degree murder they're going to get him on like you know some some trumped up version of manslaughter um nah. well it, again it's no, the thing because is I think no, because those the, jurors I, people were standing outside there taking pictures of them um you, you know and uh that they they've now deployed the national guard all around Kenosha like hey, but what does that have to do with him being guilty? It it doesn't matter. The the amount of pressure that's on those people to come in guilty is insane. You you have yeah. no idea. Like they every single one of those people will be hunted down and harassed, at the very least they'll be harassed. And yeah. you know, the the amount of pressure that's on them, I I'm saying regardless of the facts of the case, they're going to find him guilty because if they don't, the whole place is going to burn. And he's I'd going like to be to have, their sacrificial think, animal, basically.
1: I think I'd like to have more faith in the system than that.
2: I have zero faith I, in the system.
1: I, I I would like to have more faith in the system than that. That being said, okay, so let's, my next prediction is this. Kamala Harris... Is gonna get fired?
2: No, no. Why?
1: Listen to me. Listen. Hear okay. This out. Okay. Kamala Harris is gonna get fired. Joe Biden's gonna have enough of her. They're already fighting. He's gonna appoint Hillary Clinton as his vice president.
2: But he can't fire her. That's not a thing. Yeah, she's can. elected.
1: Yeah, you can. No, 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 no. He was elected. She's not.
2: No, she was too. Not two
1: she... separate. Well, she's gonna. He's gonna tell her to resign, or she's gonna have an accident. Yeah. Well. Hillary Hillary is going to get appointed. And Joe is going to retire.
2: Well, I mean and that's resign. that's a somewhat likely scenario. <laughs> but okay. okay. I, yeah, but so so here's
1: the here's the next here's the next thing. If that if that doesn't happen, Republicans are going to win the house and senate by a a very very wide margin. The two of them are going to get impeached and thrown out, and the Speaker of the House, who is probably going to be Donald Trump, is going to be the next president.
2: Okay, you're you're way off. On that. I uh, I'm going to just I think we should end it here.
1: Don't don't edit that out.
2: I won't. We'll see. We'll see.
1: Political strategists, the chess game, right? The giant chess game.
2: Yeah, those are those are pretty far out there, but uh, okay, um, we'll we'll mark hey, it down. Hey, Joe
1: Biden won. Can you believe it? I can't.
2: Well, at any rate, um, he's you know, the president. I, mean,
1: I, I guess. I know. I know. But because there's no there's no recourse to it. But who'd have thought?
2: Well, um, it
1: wasn't it wasn't because he got more votes.
2: <laughs> he's the president. Uh, yes, he is. That's how it is. Anyway. Anyway. Yep. You got that? You ready? You going to sign off?
1: Are you going to? No, you, you are. Okay. You always sign All right. off. All right. All right. All right. I'm going to sign off now. I guess I'm going to go hunt. All right. Wabbit. No, I'm not going to hunt Wabbit. I'm going to hunt deer. Mm. Little, nice little deer. Fawns.
2: <laughs> Blow off their little baby <laughs> legs.
1: It. Yeah. <laughs> no, blow off their little head. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm a very I'm a very, very conscientious hunter. Yes. I kill nothing that I don't eat. Well, same deal here. Yeah. Nothing that I don't eat. Alright. So until next time, this is gonna be a shorty, so just remember Keep your knives sharp, but keep your friends sharper.
3: Bye. And we'll
1: see you next time. Bye-bye.